0: This is the Adult Explore the Bible weekly leader training podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWays Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study. We examine some questions teachers may face and give some teaching tips along the way. This summer, we are studying Jeremiah and Lamentations. I'm Amber Vaden, your host, and today I'm joined by Tim Pollard. Tim serves as the team leader for Explore the Bible Kids, and we are glad to have you with us today, Tim.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Always appreciate when you can come. Uh, Today we're going to look at Session 2, a study of Jeremiah 2, verses 1 through 13. And just to get an overview of that passage, the first three verses we have titled Remembered on our outline. In these verses, God directed Jeremiah to announce to Jerusalem that God remembered their faithfulness in the past as he delivered them from Egypt and moved them to the promised land. He saw his people as his choice possession and promised disaster on all who sought to harm them. The next section of verses, verses 4 through 8, we've entitled Forgotten. In light of his blessings, God questioned the Israelites, asking them what he had done that caused their ancestors and themselves to follow worthless idols. They were no longer faithful. The people had stopped seeking God and defiled the land through their idolatry. Even the nation's religious and political leaders had failed to seek God, turning to idols instead. The final section that we'll study is verses 9 through 13, exchanged. God brought charges against his people for abandoning him and in doing so trading their glory for a useless idol. They committed two sins in the process. They turned from God and they turned to an idol. Jeremiah compared the foolish exchange to replacing a useful cistern to a cracked one. So the summary statement overall for the the whole study today is believers must guard against drifting away from God and his love. So that's a quick a quick view of what we will talk about today. Okay, let's jump in with the questions. Tim, how should we understand apostasy? What had Israel done that the Lord was condemning?
1: Well, uh, basically, I mean, apostasy, by definition, really is just turning away from something. So, I mean, we're turning away from something or someone that we once believed in. And that's what God is indicting the Israelites for doing. He's saying that you've turned away from me. Mm -hmm. And the analogy that Jeremiah uses or or God's words to Jeremiah are are really a a good analogy in that um, Israel is compared to the bride, Mm -hmm. a bride who was totally madly in love with her bridegroom. um, But eventually either got bored or got, you know, uh, turned around and, and decided that, that they would seek love from someone else instead of the one that they were originally madly in love with. So I think that's a really good analogy to, to help us kind of understand what apostasy really is. And I, I mean, obviously, you know, the condemnation was that you've abandoned the Lord, You've walked away from me. You've turned your back on me. And and on top of that, you've you've embraced these worthless worthless idols that that have no power to do anything.
0: How did God contrast his actions with what false gods offered? What what made him more trustworthy than the useless idols he was describing?
1: Well, obviously he's real and they're not, (laughs) So, you know, when you boil it down to, to its basics, uh, that's, that's really what God is saying. You know, um, I'm real. I've done these things. I've been faithful to every promise that I've ever made to you. I brought you out of slavery in Egypt. I brought you to this promised land that is flowing with milk and honey. I've done all of the things that I said that I would do for you. Um, and these worthless idols have done absolutely nothing, they have no power because yeah. they are not real and i am i am the one true god
0: it's a good way to unpack it a little bit for us what is the significance of the cisterns illustration cuz i think that's a really good visual
1: i do too um so cisterns obviously were super important back in that day and time um, because during the rainy season those cisterns would collect the rainwater and it would give them an opportunity to have semi-fresh water um, throughout the rest of the year. They could use that for irrigating crops. They could use it for a lot of other things. Um, but broken cisterns obviously are, are good for absolutely nothing because yeah. the water that is contained in them would eventually leak out and they wouldn't be able to use it for anything. So what God is really saying to them is that that what what you're doing is you're putting all this stored up water into a place where it's not going to last. Instead of relying on me, the living water, uh, to provide everything that you need. Um, so instead of choosing to use my perfection and my perfect cistern, you know you're you're replacing that with these broken cisterns that aren't aren't going to afford you anything. Mm-hmm. All your water's going to going to leak out, and and it's not going to be effectual for you. So. Yeah,
0: I thought that was such a good illustration for people who would, had certainly probably seen uh, a broken or cracked cistern and would immediately know, oh, yeah, you can't do anything with that. There's a lot of imagery, I, I feel like, in Jeremiah. It's really interesting. I don't know that i would noticed that before uh, this this uh, season of studying it. Very effective visuals to, as far as teaching and, and understanding concepts.
1: Yep, you're right.
0: How can we avoid spiritual drift? So obviously the Lord was through Jeremiah was uh, calling the people back to obedience to faithfulness to to setting setting aside all of the idols and any any of the false gods that they were worshiping and to come straight back to him. But we know that typically we don't just turn and and start to follow someone else. It is a slower process that maybe we're not paying attention to. How can we avoid spiritual drift?
1: Well, obviously, um, intentionality is a good way to do that, and um, and being intentional in in several areas, obviously prayer, Bible study, yeah. uh, attending church, um, you know, things like that, will, will keep us grounded in our spirituality towards the Lord, and, and will will mm-hmm. keep us from turning our backs on Him and abandoning Him like like the Israelites had done. Uh, one of the things that it, I like to try to do. Uh, you mentioned that I lead the kids uh, explore the Bible resources and the the story that kids will be studying this week is is a fantastic tie into this session because it's it's about the fall, the fall of man um, with Adam and Eve sin. And I think there's so many parallels between, mm-hmm. <laughs> between this passage and that passage. Um, I, I think it's really a cool connection. The, the longer that I study scripture, I, I think it's very interesting that, that most sin really comes from selfishness. We're, we're just selfish by nature. And that's what happened in Genesis. Um, hey, well, why can't I be as smart as God? Yeah. Um, if I eat this fruit, woof! Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as smart as God. That, that makes sense to me. Why, why would I not want that? So, you know, really all boils down to selfishness. And I think a lot of the the same issues that Jeremiah is dealing with right here really are the same thing. I mean, we want to we want to do things to please ourselves and we would rather do that than than rely on God.
0: Yes, exactly. I like that you mentioned intentionality because I think it just comes down to that. Um, even when we know what to do to place our spiritual life as a priority, it still comes down to actually doing it and to making time to do it and being consistent. And so, all of those things will keep us a a, a little more <laughs> a little more accountable. To the Lord and to, and to obeying him and mm-hmm. seeking him. And so I think that's a good, it's a good word to highlight. In verse 10, uh, it says, cross over to the coast of Cyprus and take a look, send someone to Kidar and consider carefully, see if there has ever been anything like this. Mm-hmm. So what is the significance of mentioning those two places in verse 10? How should we understand that?
1: So I think that, that is really interesting in that, um, what God is really saying to them is, um, you know, kind of, it, it ties back to the useless idols question. Mm-hmm. Um, cause these, these two places were very, um, prominently known for, uh, their idol worship and, um, the things that they were doing that weren't, weren't honoring to God. And so, what what God is really saying is, hey, hey, go over to these places and check them out. Now, they've been worshiping these false gods for years and years and years, and they've never faltered, and they're more committed to their false god who has never truly provided them anything than you are to, to me, the one true God. Um, so I, I, what he's saying is, you know, these places have never... They haven't switched out their gods. They haven't decided, hey, this god is useless to me. I'm going to go worship this other god. They, they've stayed committed to their false god, even though they haven't provided. Yet I am here who has provided you with absolutely everything, um, giving you all the blessings that you've had and done all of those things. But you've decided to switch me out for for a false god um, and, and to worship something that not isn't isn't even real. Um, and I, one of the quotes actually that was in um, in the study said, and I really love this because I wrote it down. It says, they'd exchange what was real for a cheap and worthless imitation. And I think that's a really big indictment on, on them. Um, but it's also something that we need to pay attention to ourselves. You know, are we doing the same thing? Are we, are we exchanging the reality of what God has done for us? Um, for something that's completely worthless.
0: Yeah, I read that part and also was uh, drawn to it because I thought, oh, that is so easy to do. Uh, If you are not really paying attention, uh, or even if you are, you can pretty quickly reorganize some things in your life to where the Lord is not it's not the priority and you're starting to, uh, you know, maybe do things that you want to (laughs) do. And, uh, and Mm -hmm. so I thought, Oh goodness. uh, Yes. Yes. How easy it is to exchange something that has no power, no authority and no ability to provide for my needs for, uh, for the one who, who has all of that. So, yeah, I totally agree. Each week in the leader guide, you'll find a Bible skill. And this week, there's a really good one that I think could be uh, a significant part of your group this week. It's found on page 24 in the leader guide. Uh, The skill is to use other scripture to help understand a Bible passage. And so we know twice in in Jeremiah chapter two, God charges his people with abandoning him to follow the worthless and useless idols, as as we've been discussing. Uh, And so one thing you can do to help help your group fully uh, understand what is happening here is to compare uh, Psalm 115 verses two through eight, Isaiah 41 um, verses 22 through 24, and Jeremiah 8 and Hosea nine, 10. And to kind of take a look at those other um, scripture passages to kind of look how are the idols described how do these passages shed light on the idea that people become like what they worship? And so, it was just a little deeper dive on what um, what that looked like, and f- to help your to help your group gain an understanding of what it, what that means in this passage. This is a really valuable a really valuable Bible skill. Before we go, let me remind you about Extra. Uh, each week, we identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news event to introduce or conclude the group time. So this is free, and you can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following into your web browser. It's goexplorethebible.com forward slash leader extras. Uh, and so that's, a, that's available. It's a really good... uh, creative idea that you can add into your teaching each week. Next week, we'll be discussing Jeremiah 7, verses 1 through 15. Our uh, guest host will be Bill Craig, and we hope to see you then.